Hello, this is international football commentator Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Ranks FC podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Ranks FC drop. It is your favourite football podcast here on the main feed on a Friday. A Friday? What momentous occasion could have sparked that, I hear you wonder? Well, you'll know something's immediately wrong because this is your host, Sam Ty, and not Jack Collins. Joining me, of course, is Dean Jones. I'm not on my own. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm okay, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this. This is a, this is a short, sharp brilliant episode i just know it it is and i've decided to can the silly nicknames for today given jack's not here for us if that's okay yeah perfect yeah perfect but i think we should introduce our guest and he can have his official title it is the ranks mls correspondent and de facto chief writer of the company owen murray (laughs) owen good to have you hey guys how you doing very well, yeah. thank you, mate. Very well. Owen's here to preview the MLS Cup final between uh, with us, and uh, Owen's been writing some great pieces on MLS. Well, basically since about the middle of summer, hasn't it? Since you've uh, mm. popped up in our DMs and asking to to be published, and I think some great pieces made all the better by some superb sub editing by an unnamed member of this podcast. And uh, well, it's time to to debate and time to preview the very biggest game in MLS calendar <laughs> and. Owen, the first question here is LAFC, Philadelphia Union, is it the perfect final? I mean, so this is the first time since 2003 that we've had two number one seeds in the final. Um, Really, really often what happens, and it's kind of the beauty of MLS, is that you get teams that maybe weren't like your traditional champions in the regular season. But when that does happen, it's just going to be like one of the most incredible tactical matchups that you can see. Right. So you've got Philadelphia, they've got, you know, goalkeeper of the year, uh, coach of the year, and just like this all around absolute machine. And they've got this narrative of losing the final or the conference final last year to NYCFC with this dubious COVID infested, like part of their lineup got taken out to COVID. um, And then it's like they're back. They conquered that team in in NYCFC and they're here with this team that's just so much better than last year. And then from LAFC, you have this team that has been ever since they've been in the league almost every year, they've been at the very top, but they've kind of had like that man city ish vibe where they can't compete here in October. They Uh always seem to fall apart, right? They, they absolutely steamroll the regular season and in any traditional league, they would be like, yeah, they're the best team, but they, they, they haven't been able to do it here um, in what makes the MLS Cup playoffs so, so, so chaotic. But given they finally got here, you know, they can show that talent. Yeah, that's I wonder been bugging if this you would for happen. years, hasn't it, Dean? Bugging yeah, you for like, years. Yeah, it has. But I wonder if this would happen in like the Premier League. Like, I wonder which team, I wonder if Man City would be able to handle the tension of like the playoffs because we see like, like obviously you've done it in like domestic cups, but they can't do it in the champions league. And I wonder like if it, how, th- how different things might've been, if they like win the like regular season stuff, like get the supporters shield, whatever to Pepslot and then see if they can handle 
for getting the <laughs> Premier League Cup over the line. Not sure. <laughs> don't know. Like, let's try it one day. But um, yeah, obviously it's been a problem for LAFC, but more pressure than ever on this team. Obviously, you, you can't sign Chiellini and Gareth Bale in the same season and not be expected to go on and actually win everything. So well, I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit and their roles are, that are yeah. likely or not likely to be happening in this match. But um, like, also just to throw again, like, everyone like Owen has been doing a great job for us. And I'm, I'm really glad to have you here today with us, mate. Um, you've become an important member of the rank squad. Um, and yeah, well, I think I think we're going to hear more and more of you uh, as the as the time goes on. So uh, no pressure, but like this is a, <laughs> be a massive episode. <laughs> but he's woken up. He's woken yeah. up very very early to speak to us there today. Is. We can dark see out of his window. window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still dark. It's Love still it. dark. It's very yeah. very early on the West Coast. So appreciate it. Um, and I mean, it's a great parallel you draw there between sort of uh, LAFC there and Manchester City. I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but it, it works really well. But we're going to start with. Philadelphia Union and uh, we've asked Owen to prepare three reasons as to why the Philadelphia Union should be excited and believe that they can win this final uh, let's go in a classic ranks three two one if you can Owen and kick us off with number three yeah of course uh, so kind of the f- number three point right is that LAFC haven't really played a team yet that have the variety and quality of attackers that Philadelphia have um, they've played the Galaxy for reference. Um, they beat 3 uh, 2 with this just absolutely wild finish. And then they played Austin. And both of those teams kind of have their offenses built around one or two players. Austin obviously have Fagundes and Triusi. And then LA obviously have, they have like Chicharito. So those teams, while they're very, very, very good. LAFC have the quality in defense to stifle that one player. Like they're set up to do that. And then they can really, really work around that. Yeah, Driussi was like way. completely marked out of the game, wasn't he, in the conference final? They just couldn't get in the ball. And as a result, there was just nothing happening for Austin. Exactly, right? But for Philadelphia, if LAFC managed to do that for their Driussi, Daniel Gazdag, who, I mean, he had a ridiculous regular season. He had 22 goals, six assists. Um, he was in the MVP race till the very end. Um, if you didn't see, Hani Mukhtar uh, did end up winning that over Andre Blake as well. Um, but they have this this incredible depth in attack. They have Julian Carranza, who came from this this inc- incredible dry spell with uh, Inter Miami, who they signed him kind of as their big striker. Um, he was their guy, and then he had three goals, zero assists in two seasons with them. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, he came to Philadelphia, right? He, he came to Philadelphia and 14 goals, six assists, like straight off the bat, his first season here. And it's just, he's really, really fit in. Um, he has, they, they play a front two. It's kind of a 4 1 2 1 2 with uh, Mikael Ure, who 13 goals, three assists. Like that duality in attack, they can't m- compare with any other team that LFC have played. Yeah. Um, they, they have, yeah. The players on the bench too. Carranza was a yeah. weird one. Wasn't he on loan or something? And then they had to like make him permanent in order to actually play against his what would have been his parent club on the day. Yeah, I I think it was a, a weird situation like that because they have some weird rules in MLS about like whether you can play versus your parent club. There's there, there's like a surprising like lack of loans that happen. Honestly, like like players almost always are brought in on permanent. So when those do happen, these like weird rules get pulled up. Yeah, that is uh, is definitely a massive difference, isn't it? But um, yeah, it works. It works. 
Well, we'll see if yeah. LAFC can contain all three or four of them. I guess it's uh, it's uh, they've they've had to play them against the regular season, but so far in the playoffs, they've been able to focus on on one player. Whereas this time, it's it's different. Uh, moving on to number two, it's think like the classic MLS playoffs. It's all about form. Um, Philadelphia are in form. They hadn't lost since early August um, going into this. LAFC lost five of their last seven, and they 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 hadn't won in six of their last eight. It's they've they've won two games on the bounce, but it's really really tough to maintain that kind of form, especially like we always say in America that the playoffs are based on form um, teams. So often I see it with the Sounders all the time. We like almost tank our season until like July and then we'll pick it up and, and we'll just win out. And then, you know, you just carry that strength into the playoffs, um, and you'll beat teams who you shouldn't beat. LAFC have been relying on their talent, obviously, but they don't have that form. Versus Philadelphia, they they were in locked into this chase for the supporter shield, that like they they just were rolling out wins. They had like two six no wins in a row in August, um, over some, I mean one team DC United, you know they're not great, and then they beat another very good team, and so they have that form, that should they can just like they ha- they can keep going, and it's that quintessential MLS playoffs. You if you're in form, you can beat anybody, right? Mm. Absolutely. Well, this yeah. is so this lack of form for LFC has been giving Dean kittens towards the end of the, the campaign. Uh, it, it, you, you can see from the way that the number one seeds have ended up in the final that you know seeding is very important. And yes, obviously, LAFC wanted this supportive shield. They really wanted that trophy, but they also wanted to make sure they locked everything up. And Austin were like on their trail for a bit when they was like, well, hang on a minute, what's going to happen here? Dean, you were very worried about this. You know, there's just the difference in you know, resting your players at key times too. And like that, that stuff all comes into it and like making sure that who's fit when, and like, when do you, when do you drop people out? And it, it is a different type of squad management, I think in MLS than you get in, in most other leagues. And I think that um, from a European point of view, like sometimes I, f- I find it hard to get my head around, but um, look, um, it, it, I think it's fair to say that like on form, like union probably do have the edge in this one. Um, and that's probably the thing that is worrying me the most, even though Owen hasn't put that as the number one reason. So I'm actually quite intrigued here just to know like, what is, what is a bigger pull for, for union to win this game other than this amazing form that they've been in. It's Andre Blick. <laughs> it's, it's Andre. There it's was, always, there was the answer n- is always actually, Andre Blake. It's always Andre Blake. Um, so, <laughs> He he was snubbed of the MVP award, you know, dubiously. Yeah. Um, but he 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 is the league's best goalkeeper. He was in the regular season, 97th percentile save percentage, 99th percentile for goals against, 99th percentile clean sheet percentage, just ridiculous numbers. And then he came into the playoffs and did it there too. Cincinnati, which have this team that a lot like some uh Philadelphia have this like really multifaceted attack. They have Brenner, they have Brendan Vasquez. They managed to just absolutely stifle them in this game. And they, they won it one nil. They won on one goal. And Blake was the X factor there. And then again, versus NYCFC, this team that a lot like Manchester City kind of, they, they want the ball a lot, a lot like LAFC. And so they had like over 60% possession and 0.6 XG through the game. Um, and, and Philadelphia, NYCFC scored first and they absolutely could not do anything, which is what I'm worried about. Like LFC could score first in this game. And, and I don't know that they would get a second 
because Philadelphia have the ability to just absolutely stem that drive and just take away the momentum that a team can get. And Andre Blake is just a huge part of that. Yeah, I'm imagining that yeah. for opposition teams, games against Philadelphia Union feel incredibly long. Um, cause even like usually the first goal in this sport is an absolutely massive swing because it's such a low scoring sport. And yet really the union kind of stick it out there for a long time and, and, and make you work for it. And even going one nil down in NYCFC in the playoffs, that for me felt like it should have been curtains as I was watching the, the, the highlights through in the morning, you know, it's, it happened at a ludicrous time in the UK. I mean, a bit like how, uh, what looks like outside your window right now. And, um, <laughs> Uh, looking through and I was like oh my god they've gone up this is going to be it and no no the the relentless union machine there just carry on going and Blake's made some amazing saves in the playoffs as well against Cincinnati as well as the regular season so it's it, the conversation when it when it comes to the union almost always falls back to a point where it is just talking about Andre Blake and that's that's not to say they don't have a very solid back line uh, they have some great they have some great players you've listed the attackers we haven't talked about like Kai Wagner for example who's been hugely important from left back I mean he even kind of supposedly nearly joined Leeds in the summer like he was talked about in yeah, Premier yeah, League that. Premier League transfer context there's some really good players here but it all comes back to Andre Blake Dean and your boys are going to have to figure out a way past him they will though they will like this is this <laughs> here we go as I'm sure uh, we're going to get onto in a minute like this is the most unbelievable attacking, well, quartet, whatever you want to call them, once you rotate them, like the LAFC you've got at their disposal. And I'll let Owen explain all that a bit, I'm sure. I don't even know what his three reasons are going to be for LAFC to win this game, but uh, obviously their attack is is a massive strength. But I think that just generally, like, people probably wonder, like, well, why am I always so pro LAFC? And like, what what has happened here? Like, why, why is this my thing? And like, I've always found like MLS, like reasonably hard to follow, obviously, but like in recent years, like we've had more games shown in the UK than ever and, and things like that. And uh, obviously my wife, I met her in LA and stuff. And so we go to LA a lot. And um, so when LAFC started to be born i i kept an eye on it like a really close eye on it and like so it was like 2014 they were formed and literally just watched them build this stadium out of nowhere and like it was like live cams and i remember just keeping an eye on it i think oh i hope i hope this is as good as the design for it is going to be and um you know so really really followed it closely I'd, i'd never been drawn to galaxy like even though that like Beckham played for them and stuff. I, you know, I went and watched Beckham at Galaxy. I interviewed him at Galaxy and I just never loved it. And going to the first LAFC game, honestly, an unbelievable experience. Somebody the other day was asking me like how they get into MLS because they couldn't. And I was like, you kind of need to go, to be honest. Like it, it's obviously you can't just pop to like LA for the day from London, but I guess you could if you've got enough money. But um <laughs> But if you are ever in a city that has a decent MLS team, or at least the MLS followed followed team, then then go because like honestly, like it totally like caught me by surprise how good the vibe was around LA um, for this team and like the thirty two fifty two like whoever came up with this concept is just a genius and you know the 3252 fans behind that goal make the most unbelievable racket and like they're so in sync with their chanting and obviously they really really play on the whole mexican vibe of of la and like they they love this team anyway so all of this stuff like just 
drew me in and anytime I'm there I obviously go and watch them and you know I think people probably have mocked me for it a lot of like saying oh you can't be that into it but honestly I I really do get that into it when I when I go and watch LA um and now they should have won it by now like they should have won it by now they've they've had opportunities and unbelievable seasons before and they should have won it I'm a bit scared because they're at home here and that to play a final at home with the squad that they've got, this is it. Like I'm, I'm worried. Like if LAFC don't win it this year, I'm like, how long am I actually gonna have to wait to see this happen? Because this feels like a defining moment. Oh, and I'm gonna throw it to you on the back of that because I need you to reassure me that my LAFC <laughs> are. Uh, are actually going to get this over the line and get the job done. So come on. Yeah, three reasons, yeah. Owen. Yeah, yeah. All right, number three, right? Um, Philadelphia aren't going to have their captain for this game, probably, most likely. Great. Ali Bedoya. Great like start. This, he, 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 <laughs> it's a great start. He's this, he's this veteran in the league, and he's he's just one of those midfielders. He starts in one of the wide spots um, in, in the 4-1-2-1-2. Um, he's just got, like, he, he's got like that Kante level of just like endurance and he just runs and runs and runs and runs. He's a big part because so Carranza starts on the right of their two in the strike partnership with Ure usually and then he will just like absolutely motor down that right wing because um, he he and the right back take up a lot of that space and it's just when he came out in that game for this academy talent, Jack McGlynn, he came out you know the same academy as Brendan Aronson all that and he, he's this fantastic on-the-ball player, but he didn't have the same level of endurance on that side of the midfield that they really need, especially cover for the right back when he goes up. And so having him out, especially like his leadership as well, is just this huge, huge, huge miss for Philadelphia when this huge game, they've cleared this incredible emotional hurdle, and now they have to clear the next one without their captain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great that's, to hear. That really is lovely to hear. <laughs> I mean, you, Philly have waited... They've waited a year for this, right? Because of uh, the the contentious conference final loss last year with NYCFC. Obviously, the as you mentioned at the top, really the the COVID issue that wiped out some of the squad. They've waited a long time to get back to this. There's been a real relentlessness to them. You can see that in their play and their and their wins and their results in order to get back here to to set the record right, and to have to go and to go and play this game away from home when I think they probably expected this to be at their stadium. Um, we, we sort of expected them to win the support shield and have the wins total and and therefore this would be in Philadelphia that's not happening and then to have to walk out without Alejandro Bedoya leading you is really tough that's a that's a genuine deficit to overcome right from the start so I think it's a very fair point yeah, yeah I mean and then there's really no match kind of in the second point there they LAFC have the best player on the field on his day like Carlos Vela we, we know what he can do on his day. He like, he clears everything that union can do. Like I understand Andre Blake is incredible. I think Carlos Bell is better. Um, some of the stuff I've seen him do against the Sounders is just like absolutely <laughs> jaw drop. It's, it's heartbreaking sometimes, you know, man. And like, if he shows up, it like they win the game. Right. But it almost doesn't matter because in those years past, like I, you know, 2019, they went to the conference final. They lost to Seattle 3-1. They shut down Vela, 
and they they really had no one else. I mean, they they had Rossi, but he wasn't as good as these guys. They have supporting him now. They have Denise Boanga, they have Christian Arango, they have Jose Sinfuentes, Apoku. Uh, they signed Bale in the summer, and so they have mm. almost like Philadelphia, the, not to the same level of quality, but they have these guys who can support Vela, so he doesn't have to be like the man. It's it's like Messi, right, going to PSG. He's got that pressure off his shoulders, um, where instead of being relied upon to score the goals, do make the assists, everything, create this attack. He's the, uh, you know, the sprinkles on top. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a magic man. Like he's, you know, what he's capable of is, is absolutely ridiculous. And like, obviously I'm pleased that he's still at the club. Like there's definitely been times in the past where I was like, oh, he's kind of playing too well. Like a European team is going to take another chance on him. Like he, he could crack it if he if he found the right team in Europe to to thrive in. Um, but he's stuck to it in LA, and you know probably just stay there now. I imagine. But um, this is a massive game for him, and he is the kind of player that I trust on in big occasions. I trust to deal with pressure. I think he might even thrive on the pressure of this game. To be honest, um, you know, obviously he had an injury that would have frustrated him and certainly frustrated the club that to have him out for such a long time and stuff. But now here he is like coming back into a match like this. And even as you say, with like Bale and Chiellini and these such huge stars globally and MLS is Vela. Yeah. On uh, Vela and then, and then subsequently on Bale, I mean, Vela midway through this season, his contract actually was set to expire and we got to about, three days before the expiry date and he still hadn't signed one. It was like either at the end of July or end of August, I forget mm-hmm. which. And everyone was like, um, what's going on? Why why hasn't Carlos Vela signed a deal that at least gets him to the end of the season? And they eventually figured it out and sorted it out. And that was great. But there was a lot of uncertainty around that at that time. And this was also around the same time that they were signing, you know, Chiellini and Vela because it was the summer window that came open. Sorry, uh, Chiellini and, and Bale. And Owen, a question for you, really, because a lot of people that will be listening more casually um, will know that Gareth Bale went to LAFC, may not know that he's been extremely ineffective. And can you just put into words like exactly what's happened there? I mean, it's almost been like they don't need him. They signed him as this this player who can like come in and just improve their attack even further. But they knew they had a good attack. Like they weren't signing him to be that centerpiece, so I mean he's he's played twelve games. He's come off the bench a lot, um, just two goals, zero assists, right? So on on the surface, not a fantastic return no. this, from a player they signed in July, but it's it's almost like he's just there to come on the field late in games and just absolutely run at defenses. Like this is a league of a little bit lower quality, um, where. <laughs> You know, if you have a player of that of Bell's level coming on at the end, even as he is 33 years old and running at these guys, it's just it it will absolutely wreak havoc. And that's kind of why they signed him. Just you know, in the in these close games when it's late and you've got your Velas, he's he's come off a lot early, and he can bring this guy on on the right wing who's just will absolutely terrorize the left back who's been dealing with Carlos Vela and Cifuentes and Arango for 70 plus minutes. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, this might be that how he feels most comfortable after the end of his time at Real Madrid. Maybe they just want to continue <laughs> making him feel like this, this is his home now, just watching football and occasionally appearing on the pitch. Um, but look, start games. No, he's done it in no. Champions League finals. Like he gets a chance in this MLS Cup final. I, I, I think I, I would be willing to count on him to somehow come up with a big moment. This is what Bale does now at this stage of his career. Like we can see, like he's obviously gone there to prepare for the World Cup barely played um but the climate has obviously been a big part of of Bale taking this move and preparing himself for what's to come in Qatar but yeah we'll see if Vela doesn't come up trumps it's, it's not a bad it's not a bad replacement to have to, to throw on for the last 15 minutes or whatever but um come on Owen throw it at me what is the the main reason I should believe that LAFC are going to get this done I mean it's <laughs> It's it's the closest of all the things between Philadelphia and Los Angeles, right? It's it's the atmosphere. Like you talked about the thirty two fifty two. The fact that this was decided on the wins tiebreaker just makes it so 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 important to this game. Um, they've got this this stadium where it'll be packed. We've seen it before. Um, they show up for big games, like you guys were talking about with Anfield, right? These mm-hmm. guys show up for big games. Yeah, and the atmosphere is just it's electric. Um, you know we. The chants have honestly, they've they've the drums. You can hear them all around the United States. Genuinely, <laughs> our our school drum line wrote a cadence based on their drums for our football games, and it, and it made it to our high school football games. Awesome. Um, That's amazing. It's just you know, I hate to say it, they've got an incredible sports group, um, and just that level of support to walk out into that in like the biggest game of so many of these players' careers is. It's, it's invaluable to have that on your side, right? Yeah. And do you know what? I'm going to throw something into the equation here too, which I've been wondering why this is the case, but maybe you know. Like, this game is being played in LA in the, at lunchtime. Like, I mean, what, I, it's 8 o'clock here, so I'm guessing, yeah, it's like a midday kickoff or, or something. Um, why? why? Why does this game could this take place when it's going to be like, I don't know, 75 degrees or something, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be like that again. Like surely that is in LA's favor, but why is, why would this game be played at that time of day? Um, I mean, it, part of it is this desire to have it in the middle of the day where you can um, kind of have it be a festivity and it's not quite, they don't do that thing where you have it at night almost like MLS Cup yeah. in Seattle was at maybe like 2.30 in the afternoon. Okay. It was it was the same thing, right? So everybody got to the game at like eleven. It was on a Saturday, um, and so it's maybe born out of this desire to not do it before the East Coast is settling down for. There's stuff like Saturday night college football. Yeah. Actually, a huge a huge point is um, at six thirty, uh, or sorry, not six thirty, yeah. but like that that night, right? There's another there's game, USC football. I there's saw USC this. There's football. no parking. Oh my! Yes, there's no parking. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, to be fair, I suppose is probably born out of the fact that this USC game has been scheduled since they scheduled college football, and at the start of the year, n- nobody knew there was going to be an yeah. MLS Cup final in LA, right? So it, it's kind of nuts that they share the same parking lot, and that that's happened. But there's not going to be any parking. Um, so yeah. they've got kind of this early game hopefully maybe to avoid kind of the traffic there and also just they, they, this two thirty game and then everybody's out by maybe like five thirty or six. It depends on if they win or not. Um, 
Oh, and what you're to, saying to me is, it's basically yeah. the, the tailgate uh, culture is so strong. They just, they yeah. just want to get involved in that. They just want to make a day of it. And fair enough, you know, 22,000 okay. people are going to be in that stadium packed out. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be made even better for the fact that they can make, you know, a six, seven, eight hour festivity out of it, as you describe it. And and that's going to be important as well, I think, for LAFC. It's a shame about the heat, but, and it is something that the union, I guess, maybe need to to react to. But this is this is what LAFC and Austin played in on Saturday. It's the, the conference yeah. final was yeah. the same. It was a midday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, whether that was the thing that meant that Austin just couldn't get going, I, I, I doubt that was it. Like, it's, no. not that, it's not 100 degrees. Like, it's not, it's like unbearable. But I just think it's another factor that goes in LA's favor here. Um, I'm very confident. I'm very wow. confident of this. You were you were terrified about ten minutes ago. I must have done a real number on you there for Mate, the confidence. Owen's done such but, a good uh, job there of, of just helping me out. It's time. It's time to make our predictions, guys. Um, and I think Owen will will lead off with you, so I can copy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I'm really really happy with Philadelphia's kind of ability to match up against this team. Um, it was the same as they played against NYCFC, a team that they want the ball. Um, and they're not exactly worried about that. They're not scared of it. Um, and like I said, I think LAFC can score the first goal here and it won't do that much damage. And then we saw Philadelphia, like their their attack is just so devastating on the break. Like if LAFC switch off for two minutes, LA, uh, Philadelphia have like two or three goals. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Philadelphia. Okay, Dean, balance us out. I'm going 3-2 LA. Three and two. What's again? I'm the tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm the tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm the tiebreaker. And as we know, it's, it's uh, this will decide MLS Cup final. What I say now. Um, <laughs> three two Philadelphia. How's what? That? Absolute chaos ball in MLS once again to to round off an amazing season. One that I've I've really embraced for the first time. As you have, yeah, know, true. And, and Dean, you know that I got really bored over the summer with no tournament. I started watching it. I really enjoyed it. The key and the trick with MLS is simply to accept it for what it is and not judge it against what it is not. And all of a sudden, you'll be having an absolutely amazing time. So that's MLS and uh, MLS Cup Final. You mm-hmm. can consider yourself previewed by Ranks FC. Congratulations. Um, Owen, thank you very much for joining us and, and getting us pumped up for this game. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. It's been a great experience. I'm going to go back to bed now. absolutely yeah you deserve it mate Uh, and thanks as well again for just all the excellent work that you've done on the ranks website over the course of 2022 or the back half of it at least on mls um absolutely amazing stuff the next up for us we'll be recording on monday we'll record our reaction to the weekend's action including this cup final and also we're going to wrap in the champions league draw as well over on our patreon postbox it's another plug coming, guys. If you haven't given our patron a go yet, this is the perfect month and the perfect time actually to do it as well, given it's the start of the month. And on November the 20th or from that point, we will go daily covering the World Cup every single day. I know many of you over in the US or, or in other countries who work or study with regular hours might struggle to tune in for all four games a day. It's possible you might have other stuff on. So my suggestion to you would simply be to subscribe to the Ranks FC Patreon and let us tell you all about it every single day. How good would that be? Be great. Right. We'll get Owen on it? before, uh, maybe we'll get Owen on for, for England, US, just so we can balance it out a bit. Uh, we it. might get you back for that one, mate. <laughs> okay, right. Dino, thanks to you, mate. Cheers, mate. Good luck in the final. I'm pulling for you, but not really, because yeah. I also think that the union were really hard done by last year, and and, and this is owed to team. them. I'm a good team, I can't deny yeah. this. This is owed to them, and uh, yeah. 
Rank Squad, we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>